This morning, I have glad tidings of great joy to share with you. The hummingbirds are coming. (laughs) Just a couple of weeks ago, there were some that began to appear along the Gulf Coast of Louisiana and Georgia, and they have slowly been making their way north. Just a couple of days ago, some were spotted in El Dorado and Arkadelphia. Before long, they will be here in Little Rock, ready to claim their summer nesting territories after their winter vacations in Costa Rica. Now, my family decided that we would prepare by getting a brand new hummingbird feeder, one that we will fill with sugar water, ready to offer a sweet welcome. Arkansas has many wonderful and beautiful bird species. Baltimore Orioles, rufous-sided towhees, rose-breasted grosbeaks, scarlet tanagers, just to name a few. But there is something different about hummingbirds. They seem to belong almost to an entirely other world. They seem, have you ever just really watched hummingbirds? Seems like something that might come from a fantasy book, like a unicorn or a fairy. And yet, every year they show up in our yards and parks and forests, right there where we can see them. That idea that hummingbirds belong to a different world, though, is not entirely mistaken. Hummingbirds do occupy and exist and experience a different world than we do because they see by a different light. Some recent research has shown that hummingbirds can see whole ranges of light that we simply can't from ultraviolet to all sorts of other combinations that are beyond the range of human perception. Because they see by this different light, they experience the world full of a vast variety of colors that we can't even imagine. Last summer, I'm sure that many of you walked by our parking lots, gardens, and experienced the beautiful oranges and pinks and yellows of the flowers that Howison and the garden crew planted out there. And of course, you go by the close and you see the tulips beginning to to bud, and soon um, all of the good work that Dell and her crew have been doing is about to come to fruition with beautiful flowers. We love those colors. But hummingbirds are able to see those colors plus 10 times more than that. Think of that kind of experience of the world. But I wonder if it is possible for normal human beings like us to broaden our perspective, to see more color, to to broaden our vision of the world. Our scriptures this morning seem to answer yes. From Samuel learning to look alongside with God and see as God sees, to Jesus opening the eyes of a blind man, our scriptures are telling us that there is more to be seen than what meets 
the normal human vision. Jesus, of course, was the great exemplar of one who could see by this kind of light. He had all the same kinds of physical apparatus of vision that each of us has, the same kinds of eyes, the same kinds of uh, visual cortex in his brain. But Jesus had worked in close relationship with God to learn to see with a different vision. It was a vision that allowed him to see the world full of beauty and love that went beyond the normal bounds of religious life. The disciples in our story and the Pharisees are locked into that smaller kind of vision. Now, religion is an important thing, but so often religion is what happens when we have some experience of the divine and we try to capture it and hold it in. There's just a little bit of light and we we decide to, to build some structure around it. But Jesus is... And in that vision for the Pharisees and for the disciples, they had come to see the world through this lens of sin and shame, who was in and who was out. And that's what prompted this question from the disciples. Who sinned, this man or his parents? It had to be someone's fault. That's the way in which their vision was limited. But Jesus says, no. There is a broader light happening. There's more than meets the eye here. And then he works a miracle. He helps this blind man to see, and in repairing his vision, he gives him more than just normal human sight. He also gives him the ability to see by this broader light of God. It's something that he invites not only this man into, but also the disciples and the Pharisees, and those of us who hear it now, 2,000 years later. But how do we live into this? How do we begin to see by this different light? It's one that, when we begin to see by it, might bring us into conflict, as it did for Jesus. So how are we going to learn this way? In our example from Samuel, our reading from Samuel, Samuel was someone who had normal human vision. He saw this older brother of David and thought he must be the one that God had chosen. But Samuel had learned to listen to God, to be like a blind person with a sighted one coming alongside and showing them the way. And Samuel had learned that to listen to what God's voice was saying within him. And so he was able to see by a different light. We, too, can learn to see by this different light if we, too, learn to listen to the voice of God that is close to our hearts, offering us a vision of the heart. In John's Gospel, John uses this special, unique term for the Holy Spirit. John calls the Holy Spirit the parakaleo, the one who comes alongside and calls out. Now imagine the Spirit as God coming alongside us and saying over our shoulders, look, see that little glimmer of light? That's my glory. 
Look, see those colors. You may not be able to judge it just now, but there is so much more there. Only you linger and watch and pay attention with me guiding you. That's what God's Spirit does within us. To live into the reality of that Spirit, though, takes some exercises. It takes some effort on our parts. Of course, part of what's helpful in this are the classic exercises of the Christian life. Exercises like prayer and fasting and contemplation, meditating on God's Word. And often these exercises, as we have our vision changed, are not always pleasant to experience. I've visited many of you in this congregation as you've been going through rehab. And oftentimes, when people tell me about their experiences coming back from an injury, they don't have always kind things to say about their physical therapist. Physical therapists can make us do things that we don't like to do. It can be painful. It can be hard. But they are broadening our experience, our range of motion. It's the same as we have our spiritual senses awakened to a broader vision. We might have to go through some pain in order to get there. But the reward on the other side is being able to look with God's vision and to see love and beauty and glory that we couldn't even begin to imagine. Now, I'm just now learning to see just a little bit of that glory. And every year I'm invited to remember that it exists out there as the hummingbirds arrive on my front porch. I love to watch them zipping around my yard and to imagine the breadth of color that they can see there. And I know in watching them that there is more to the world, more beauty and love and light, if only we give up our small vision and learn to become children of the light, seeing with God all the glory that God has to offer. It's a light that shines no matter what, no matter who we are, the light that shines in whatever darkness we might be experiencing. Amen.